I don't know what's wrong with me. I wasn't really hungry. It was just... Oh, you were digesting that grape green juice. What was it called? <laughs> Grappa green drink from Poland. Sounds weird. It, it's... Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and drinks that some listeners may find offensive. They are finding this drink. It's not offensive. It's just, it's just really sweet. My wife read the label and it said uh, high fructose corn syrup, sugar and sweeteners one after another. Was it made in the 90s? I imagine so. She'll love it. Shall we just start then? Do you feel like we leave all the good stuff before like the content warning these days? Sometimes, but we're evolving. Are we? Selena, would you like to open with a joke? I couldn't. No, I'm, I'm not a natural comedian, I'm afraid. What's your favourite joke of all time? I don't have a favourite joke of all time. Uh, Santi told me one yesterday, actually. So I'm trying to remember the whole joke. I can remember the punchline. Perfect. Uh, it's got why do you as the starting line. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Seesaw Podcast. Before we get into today's topic, let's cover the admin. Firstly, Selena, how are you? That's part of the admin now, is it? Just to check in with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah i'm fine thank you <laughs> it's quite bad when you put it like that <laughs> you know i you know what i mean i completely forgot to ask before i went into admin and i'd already said at that point uh what pajamas are you rocking today oh same old same old but oh i'm glad i've got a little jingle for my pajama wearing now pajamas 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 all day Pajamas, pajamas, pajamas all day. About time you started changing or at least washing those pajamas. <laughs> they definitely get washed. I'm back in Grinch today. I think it was Lilo and Stitch the last time. So Christmas pajamas in March. Well, it's like still it. winter weather. Kind of snow today. Well, apparently so. So, Cleves, how are you and what are you wearing? I'm all good. I'm wearing blue jeans that I wear from work and then a stripy super dry t-shirt. It's white and grey striped. What's a polo shirt, actually? Not often you see me in one of those. Very nice. How and are you? I am good. And I was I'm... hoping you're going to ask yourself. <laughs> hey, T, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, T. Um, and I'm wearing light blue jeans, green hoodie, black gilet, and a blue Toronto Maple Leafs hat. Gilet? Why was just over a hoodie? I was cold downstairs. It's an interesting oh. combination. Is that because you don't have the heating on where you are? Oh, no, it's on. T's just Nesh. wasn't on during <laughs> the day because the same people can't afford it. The contrast is stark, though, with you having, like, T-shirt, hoodie, gilet, hat, and I'm just sat here in, like, a polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you come home when the heating goes on. It's eerily planned that way that it turns off the moment you leave the house. That's because most people go out to work by half eight and return by half five. True. You want it to be warm? Go to the office. <laughs> I could, yes. I'll put the fire on either way. <laughs> yeah, I'll put the fire on. So, other admin. It's been all over the social media, but we are now able to announce that Cecil Podcast is going to be at Disability Expo this year. Woo! Except for Cleves. Oh. 
<laughs> so for the 6th and 7th of July at the Excel Centre in London, you will be able to meet myself and Selena. We will be on a couple of panels. Selena, you're doing sports, I believe. Sports and fitness. Perfect. Very fitting to your athletic career. And I will be doing, and I hope this is the one, because there was two that we were deciding between, um, employment. And if it isn't, I will correct that next time. You're wrong. You're wrong. I already figured I was wrong. Yeah, you definitely agree to education on the Education. Okay. That it was between employment and education. I didn't know which one I landed on. So yes, education. That's the one I'm doing. But please, where are you going? Good. I'm glad you asked T. I'll be at Silverstone (laughs) celebrating my birthday, which is also on the 7th of July. Oh, happy birthday. I'm the youngest. Ha. Sorry. (laughs) My birthday's the 20th of July. Oh, uh, oh, so close. Yeah, mine. 13 days out. Mine isn't in July at all. Yeah, we can all agree. You're an old man. Oh, shut up. <laughs> With a physique of an archer. <laughs> Have you signed up ha- to those archery trials yet? I meant to send you a link. <laughs> I keep meaning to. You know what? I will say that I was quite offended at that time. <laughs> and but since now? I calmed down, but now the rage is boiling again. I think you could be the greatest archer that Netherfield's ever seen. Blind archer. I imagine I probably will be the only blind archer that Netherfield has ever Unless seen. Cleves took it up, and you'd have competition. Oh, that's very true. I'm not much of an archer. I would do um, blind ice hockey if it started coming to Nottingham. They've only got one team in the UK. Maybe you could be the man to bring it to Nottingham. And that is the admin. Uh, before I finish, uh, I forgot to say, uh, in the show notes, you'll be able to find a ticket link. It is free. Come and see us at Expo. We will have merch. And you also and... forgot to mention that Ted and Riley, our guide dogs, will be there. So if you don't want to meet me and T, come and see our guide dogs because everyone loves dogs. Absolutely. Okay, let's jump into this topic of the week because there's been a lot of wank up to this point. There's been a doings that transpiring and a few reports have come out about the cost of living affecting the disabled community. We have done something on this before. In fact, I'm pretty sure we've milked a couple of episodes How dare you? on this before. This was pre, this was when it was building. Now we're in it and it's happened. This is... At its climax. So this is based on some research by the Resolution Foundation, looking into the daily costs of the disabled community and how they compare to... The non-disabled community. The report, we well, Selena's read some of the report, but we are going to mainly go off of the Guardian article by their economic correspondent, Richard Partington? Correct. Dick Part, for short. So this is a bit more concise. Um, if you want to read the report, that will be in the show notes, along with the link to the Guardian article. Leaves, you want to kick us off with what this is actually about? The Resolution Foundation report shows that disabled people have 44% less to spend than other working age adults on a daily basis. That's So if you're disabled, you've got less money than people that work. Who would have thunk? i tell you who else has got 44% less income than people that work. People that don't work. Kel Surprise. Yeah, well, we'll get on to that. Because the next point... Oh, we're just going straight over that, are we? Well, is there anything to talk about this? I want to give the next point as context. <laughs> right. So the context of this isn't just about people who are not working. 
because a think tank found that disabled people, on average, will earn around 19,000, just over 19,000 pounds a year, compared to 27,000 by non-disabled people. And that was figures from YouGov. The survey was basically done on 8,000 adults, 2,000 of which, so a quarter, had a long-term illness or ongoing disability. So if we take these first two points, okay, I'm not going to subtract from you, Cleves, but I just want to give context that this isn't just the non-disabled community. Well, that was the point I was making. It says 44% of people with a disability have less to spend than other working age adults. To be fair, that point doesn't say that the people of working age were working. I kind of implied that. So I will hold my hands up to that. I think they are working. That would be my assumption. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair, right? If you're a non-working disabled person and you're a non-working able-bodied person, chances are if you're disabled, you've probably got more disposable income than that able-bodied non-working person, dare I say. Yes, if you're talking about tangible money coming in each month, you'll be eligible for more benefit in most cases. But we will always have someone who will say that their their needs of their disability will be entirely used up by their personal independent payment or DLA if they're still on that. But then you'll be getting the same amount of money as well, right? You get that on top yeah. so, of, a, yeah. of non-working, right? So they won't be worse off in theory. In theory, they'd be the same, if yeah. not better. Looking at it from the working side of things, say, you know, working disabled people being worse off, I think it's more aimed at we, as in inverted commons, the disabled community, aren't able to get as high paying jobs as our non-disabled counterparts. I think that's the point, or half the point. I think at the beginning of the report, it implies the fact that disabled people aren't working versus people that are of working age and potentially that's why they've got less money because disabled people are unable to find a job but also i mean i don't want to disclose my financial circumstances but i I suppose i choose to work part-time because of my disability in a little bit but because of i just want a life um as well so i do earn less than my sighted friends for example that are of working age but that's partly my choice i know i know what you're saying you're like t you're such a rich girl that um you can basically just rest back on the, on his floor as well <laughs> normally this is where i'd uh, input the if i was a rich man theme tune for t when he's buying his billy big boss tuna <laughs> i feel like i can uh, import like a gwen stefani version just for you about being a rich girl <laughs> I'm oh, yes, the cost of living crisis doesn't affect Selena because she chooses not to work. <laughs> Slap them down more, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to get us back on track. Like you said, Selena, that, that is your choice. And it, if you're still you know, able to like afford your lifestyle, then that, that's that's up to you. It, it's always a choice. I don't say I, I can afford my lifestyle. I make, you know... I've chosen to have this level of lifestyle. I would like a much better lifestyle, but it's what I've chosen at the end of the day. I think we're going a bit off, though. Well, what I was leading up to is there will be some who will say that because of their disability, they cannot work a full-time job. That's true for some disabled people. It is definitely true. I I think 
think I, I have worked full time before and I did find it really tiring because when you can't see everything takes you longer and you genuinely have to work harder as a fact. But yeah. it's not impossible, but it's something, I guess, for my own well-being. I didn't want to keep putting myself through that. No, and that's absolutely reasonable. And I will as well caveat this with the asterisk that there are some people who will say that who absolutely are lying about it. I think the coronavirus, one silver line that came out of it was the practices of major organisations, even smaller and medium-sized ones, with flexible working, home working. I think as far as sort of flexibility at the workplace, it has never been better. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's ideal and there can't be improvements. But I think some people who may have had the, oh, I can't work full time because of my condition, before a lot of companies implemented hybrid working and flexible working hours, some of them might not have that excuse anymore because the flexibility employers are now offering. We haven't all got that Selena Lit Foundation to fall back on either. Hey, Prieto now, mate. Married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So leading on from this, the resolution people. Foundation. Foundation. All said that 48% of disabled people were having to cut back on day-to-day heating, items. day-to-day, that sort yeah. of thing, compared to 33% of non-disabled people. Disabled people are being hit harder, apparently. I don't see why they would be hit harder. Why can't you see that? I mean, surely, disabled or non-disabled, the cost of living crisis is going to affect everyone equally, and then what you choose to cut back on is your choice, right? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me more. (laughs) So, no, obviously energy has gone up for, for everyone. Yeah, that we've all suffered in the same way, but disabled people can't cut back on their energy in the same way as a non-disabled person for example someone in an electric wheelchair they need to charge that wheelchair they've got no choice they can't decide oh I'm not going to use my wheelchair today they need that on an everyday basis if we're looking at it from the visually impaired perspective I'd say I do more clothes washing than the average person just because you know messy eating and stuff or wiping up more things with towels that you know so the washing machine goes on more I can't avoid that unless i want to be a bit dirty you're saving that, that money on lights that you're not putting on yeah but husband cited See, uh, and, and also let's be fair heating a washing machine will cost more than putting a light on but dare i say this is what personal independence payment is for yeah it is partly but i think the argument is for disabled people but that's not being raised um the amount that we're getting until april 2023 um, from 7th of April, that's when those increases have happened. But all this time, up until then, we've been on the same rate since last April, which hasn't covered the inflation. As of April, then, are you happy to make the argument that as the PIP payment has gone up with inflation, disabled people have to cut back the same amount as a regular person? Oh, this is an a problem person. as well. This is a problem as well, though, because... They decided the inflation rate last September, I think, for this April, and inflation has gone up more than what it was last September. So they're saying that there's still not enough money, basically. But I'm quite great. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. 
That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive. And that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu grateful for the extra money that will be coming our way. Don't get me wrong, it's going to help me a hell of a lot. I, I, I know inflation has gone up, but the increase, I'm not sure what the inflation increase has been from September to this point, but is it just pennies on the pound from September to this point? Like, is it going to be like £6 more a month, £10 more a month from that period of September to, to now, which is March? Have you not seen the rates, T? Have you not done your research? I haven't seen inflation rates for March, no. Inflation rates currently, if you're getting a mortgage, are around about 4.4. If you got them pre-Christmas, they were up about 6, but they have been up to a, around 8 at points. But actually, we're going to be getting, uh, I'm saying we, I'm pretty sure we're both all on the higher rate of the, the PIP rates of yes. enhanced. Um, daily living and enhanced mobility our rates are going up from i think we get about 620 something a month at the minute mm-hmm. oh four weeks it's going up to 691 pounds for every four weeks that's quite Sorry. a lot of money we're getting yeah. 600 and what and up to 600 and what i think it's 627 do we get or something around that okay. it's going up to about 691 pounds what i would argue then that that rise is better than inflation because that's almost a 10% rise. Well, that's what inflation is. That's what inflation has been, 10%. Well, that's quite good then, isn't it? Mm. That's April though, right? On this report, another statistic that came out was 41% of disabled people couldn't keep their home warm versus 23% of non-disabled people. Is that due to lack of income? Is that what we're going to say? Yeah, I assume so. Fine. I mean, uh, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I, I but it's a, again, it, it is a choice. It's your priorities in life, right? Do you choose to keep your home warm, or do you choose to have the latest screen reader, for example, or Braille touch note? Or it's all choices. Yeah, but end. that that stuff should surely be covered by your PIP a little bit, as opposed to the heating, which probably should be covered by your job. Do you know how much Braille? You know how much assistive technology is. To be fair, you can that, yeah, we know it's a, we know it's an absolute ripoff. 
<laughs> you're not buying a brailer a month. Yes, this technology is expensive. And okay, like powering up a, an electric wheelchair, yes, I, I get that. But for the visually impaired community, who is spending 600 a month on assistive technology every single month? Well, not just technology, okay, right. You've got the care component, you've got the mobility component. So your taxi fares, your train travel. Um, obviously, we get blisters for free, so you can't argue that one. But that they've all gone up, haven't they? So that's that's what that money's supposed to be going on. And then the other side is your care, which is where your assistive technology will, will come in and anything else. Like if you have a cleaner like myself, that comes out of you know, your care component. No, I, I do get it, but I think sometimes, dare I say, there might be some... The, the point of PIP is to counteract the cost of being disabled. And dare I say, there are some disabled people who see it as just some form of income to spend on any old thing. The, the, the point that I'm getting at here is heating changing has no, like, no semblance on disability benefits because if you were to look at the purpose of those benefits your heating isn't included in that that's from other benefits if you're not working or if you are working that's just tough shit that everyone has to deal with frankly so i I don't really get the reasoning behind it why is there that many more why is there almost double disabled people why why is that the statistic the case why double the amount of disabled people not having the money to put their heating on. I, I don't understand it. Is it because they're not cutting back on things which they should be? Well, maybe this brings into this next point. 33% of the lowest income households have someone with a disability, whereas the richest only have 10% of a person with a disability. So if you're all, if you're earning a lot less, as Selena was talking about earlier, Potentially, if you're in employment and you're disabled, there's a good chance, according to this study, that you're likely to earn less as a disabled person versus to a non-disabled person. And it's affecting your income more because percentage-wise, you're earning less in the outset. That is probably the case. It's a very tricky one because I don't know what the the, the study, like how far-reaching it was. 8,000 people. Yeah, but where were these people? Did you go to, did you interview 4,000 people in a council state in Birmingham and then go to like a very nice part of Surrey, like go to Guildford for the other 4,000? Where was this taken from? And I think that's really important where studies like this, they, they have to do comprehensive research like across the country. I, I frankly don't think 8,000 people is enough. I, is I really a council don't. estate in Birmingham worse than a council estate in Surrey? Well, no, but I was just picking I just two different. Why you picked the cities <laughs> at random like that? I, I was just picking different geolocations. It, it doesn't matter. The point still stands. But I think more research was needed. I think eight thousand is a very small amount, especially because this has been taken to the government for them to action some things. I think you need a, a larger study than this. So, have you guys been struggling with the cost of living? Do you think as disabled people? Not as a disabled person, but as a person, mm. I've tried to cut back on the heating. I wouldn't say I've done it as a disabled person. I would say I've done it as a person. Yeah. It's still going up. There are other things that, you know, like getting a house. Like that's something I'm, I'm having to push back because of what things are like at the moment. 
So, and is that because the type of house you need because of your disability? Is it because you need a garden for Ted, for example? Or is it where you need to be located to be in an accessible area? Is that what's prevent- preventing you? Could you get a house elsewhere in the sticks or something? It, you weren't disabled, which well, might be cheaper. And you can get on that house ladder. Is it your disability that's preventing you? To an extent, yeah. I mean, I do need a garden. Um, so what is the government doing about this? Well, the government is apparently going to be, it's around £900 of cost of living payments going to be made to disabled people from spring and undefined springtime to spring next year. It's not just disabled people. So that's for everyone then? For certain people. Um, mainly people on means-tested benefits, which PIP is not a means-tested benefit, but they will be receiving some help. So you don't have to be disabled to be on a means-tested benefit. So is there anything that disabled people exclusively are going to get? I did see the number of £150 at some point next year. Yeah, well, this year. But yeah, we will be getting that. Um, Anyone on PIP will get £150, as we did last. I think we'll be paid a little bit earlier this time, though. Okay. And is this supposed to be to like combat those cost of livings or costs of being disabled? Like, has exactly. That been... Yeah, exactly that. But obviously the disabled community is saying that £150 is not going to cover it. Well, we read here from this report that although it's means tested, there's up to £900 available for like 8 million people. If you're so... on universal credit or working tax credit or any other kind of those credits you'll be getting extra than the 150 pound right well that covers everyone that's unemployed right they'll be on universal credit you can be on remember we had this discussion you you can be employed or unemployed to be on universal credit okay fine well even they'll get some i mean you're getting 900 pound if you're the poorest people that are affected right whether disabled or not that's you're still going to be getting that money surely yeah so I suppose where where is like from the disabled community, is this for people who are working, I assume, who would not be eligible for this because they earn enough to not be qualifying for universal credit? And therefore, arguably, they're not getting it. I don't know. Arguably, uh, because we tend to be on lower incomes, I would assume a lot of working people who are disabled are claiming universal credit. I imagine so. I mean, it's not something I'm going to be getting. Like it's, it's something that falls outside of what I, I will receive. But but I don't know. I, but you might be eligible for universal credit, so I, we sh- shouldn't assume these things. I, I highly doubt it. Um, I'm not going to blow my, my big boy horn because I, I've worked hard for it, but I'd be pretty, pretty certain with what I'm on that I would probably owe them money and then give me money. Um, so I don't think that'd be the case for me. So as far as sort of like this report itself i think there's a lot of generalization here it's dressed up as all disabled people are going to be affected in this way and i don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case i feel like we always want to argue the other way and i try and balance it out a little bit but of course eight thousand people isn't a big pool of people and only two thousand of them were disabled but there are other charities like our friends rnib um scope sense they've all done their own research as well and i think 
uh, on the day that we're recording, they sent a petition with over 80,000 signatures to Rishi to the Prime Minister, um, <laughs> <laughs> telling him that disabled people need more help in this cost of living crisis. But unfortunately, I think everyone does need more help. And not everyone can have more help. That, that's the long and short of it. We're, we are all struggling, disabled or not. Uh, and you know that's why people are striking left right and center as well it's it's tough for everyone at the minute it's tougher than I thought it was going to be as well to be fair I think when we recorded our cost of living crisis kind of podcast last year I I think I was like we'll all be fine it'll be fine but yeah it is tricky there have been things noticeably that I've got to cut back on like like I say like the heating and the food and things like that but generally it's not been too bad for me the fact that the mortgage rate is going up is going to impact me massively. But other than that, um, you know, keep working, keep grafting, keep trying to get more money from various employments and jobs that are out there. That's my aim. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, I wasn't going to comment on how it's affected me, but I wanted to cycle back as one more thought. The figure about the pay disparity between disabled and non-disabled people is nearly £8,000. I mean, is is that accurate? I mean, I imagine that, there, well, there definitely is pay disparity and there's not a lot of spotlight being put on it, even though it is a thing. So I think that's that's what I'm taking from this study more than anything, that I didn't realise that that gap was so high. I agree with that as well. I didn't realise it was so high, but I think that's largely because there are a lot of people that are disabled that are employed in basic roles that don't have, where the career advancement is more difficult potentially for yeah and i agree with it as well from what i've experienced as a disabled person is that we're often asked to do things on a voluntary basis a lot of the time and we're probably not valued for our you know life experiences and people just you'd ask a disabled person to do it for free but you might ask a you know a non-disabled person not to do that for free they we're asked a lot of ourselves um sometimes and i can definitely say i'm i'm not even earning <laughs> anyway mm. but that's figures suggest i'm i'm it's definitely accurate in that sense with finances and salary i mean as i said and i think this is a topic in itself about the disability pay gap but it's something I'm, I'm really passionate about because it is a serious issue and especially it does it's a compounding issue as well so it's when you, if you consider that you have the the minority uh, like as, as far as ethnicity, you have an ethnicity pay gap, you have a gender pay gap, and a disability pay gap. I'm screwed, aren't I? Well, that, that's what I was going to suggest, Lena. Like considering how many like disparities within pay would affect you as far as things that are being addressed within organisations. Like when you have that compounding there, that can be a real like death knell for, for is it even worth going into an organization sometimes if, if that's their attitude but posing that's out there any other thoughts or feelings about this article nah if you want more money get a job enjoy advancement just gun for it saying that i would get a job or just just fight harder yeah uh, i mean we say every time and i appreciate that not all disabled people are able to work but a lot of people are, so just keep keep going. Final thoughts, Selena? Uh, seems a bit of a depressing one, this one, isn't it? Mm. Just 
Don't worry, your butler will bring you your tea soon. I do need to make my own dinner after this. Shocking. Oh, see, that's what the pip's for. Use your care component to pay someone to make it for you. It's really paying the cleaner. Use it for HelloFresh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing but HelloFresh. We do have gusto, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So on that dreary note, as always, you can let us know your thoughts in the places coming up. You can email us, Twitter, Facebook, all of the lovely places. I imagine those of you who will be getting in contact will be those one exceptions that proves why it's such an important thing and you'll have poor grammar and be very angry. But if you do... I hate it when you're mean to listeners. I don't like that. Well, you'd be nice to listeners to finish us off then. If you've got any thoughts and want to put tea in his place, please... Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review us, and share us with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.